anorexics look in the mirror and even if they're 80 pounds, their organs are failing and they're on life support, they still see a fat girl. I'm the reverse of that. I'm 100 pounds heavier than I was in high school. My veins are full of creme fraiche. And yet I look in the mirror and think, damn girl, you fine. That's our opening shot from my memoir, Such a Pretty Fat. I am Jen Lancaster, and this is the stories we tell in bars. I'm delighted to be here with DJ Lee Farmer, providing our music and making us sound good. And I'm with the other half of the we, Gina B. Hello, beautiful people, and thank you for tuning into our podcast here at Stories We Tell in Bars. This is a show where our topics range from life to liberty, but mostly pertain to the pursuit of bullshit. (laughs) I want to welcome all of our listeners today who are joining us, whether you're here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, or iHeartRadio. We're everywhere now. We're like herpes. (laughs) And we're just as impossible to get rid of. (laughs) (laughs) We would love for you to tell us where you found us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash stories we tell in bars. Or you could email us at storieswetellinbars at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at storieswetellinbars. Awesome. Now that we have all the housekeeping out the way, we should talk about the opening shot and how you changed it up today. Right? Now, normally I would read something from the book that inspired this show, Stories I'd Tell in Bars, but because we are talking about weight loss today, I thought I should go back to the archives. Now, in... 2007, I set out to write this weight loss book, and I spent a year just trying everything, trying different diets. I worked out with a trainer named Barbie. However, in this book about becoming less fat, I did not manage to become less fat, yet in the irony that is my life, this was my first New York Times bestseller. And this is because people are obsessed with weight loss, whether or not it actually happens. Just the idea of it apparently was enough. Yeah. And can I just tell you that when you were working out with Barbie, I I just, I didn't believe her real name was Barbie. Oh, well, she's Barbara, but I mean, she... Well, no, I didn't even think it was... I thought, I thought, you know what I thought? I thought you were calling her Barbie because she looked like a Barbie doll. (laughs) Well, she did look like a Barbie doll, but she was actually a really great person. Yeah. um, Who I just adored, but I just... What I learned from that experience, and we'll get more into it, is you can't have someone do it for you. No. You know? I didn't, it didn't strike me until I met her at a book signing. Yeah, she's, name was she's darling. She's very sweet. Um, anyway, so why don't you lead our toast today? Okay. I am going to raise my glass to Barbie, who Yay. truly was an outstanding trainer, and she did everything she could to help me change, and my being fat was not her fault. What I think is so funny is that in the time it took me to finally lose my first 20 pounds... She went back to school and became a doctor. <laughs> so cheers, Let's Barbie. Drink to Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to get into the happy hour portion of our show with the toast. Jen, what are you drinking today? I am drinking honest, just green tea with some of the Splendas that I carry in my purse because I'm that person now. Oh, my God. Um, what are you having? I'm having water. And uh, San Pellegrino, super sexy. Oh yeah, I'm also having. It's too sweet though. I'm drinking this lemon limonada San Pellegrino um, sparkling water, and Lee loves it. But I, I just I'm now finding it to be way too sweet because I've been on I guess what a diet lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> speaking <that's>, of which, <laughs> that's one of our most frequent topics of conversation, and I mean, losing weight is 
it's a good portion of what we talk about. Now, mm-hmm. how many times in your life would you say that you have started a new diet, Gina? Oh, so many times. I've done cleanses. I've done elimination diets. I'm on a diet right now. I hate I'm Actually, it's not a diet, but right now I'm gluten-free and I hate it. Hate. Yeah. But more about that later. The point is to really eat healthy and to have everything in moderation. And, um, you know, you've done that the whole time I've known you, you've done a thousand of these different things. You've always been a thin person. You're still a thin person. Stacy and I were laughing. Stacy's our friend and Stacy and I both lost significant amounts of weight over the last year or so. And we were saying like, Gina needs to lose like five pounds in her world. Well, it's all relative, right? And it's, it's like, and it's not five. I actually lose 12 pounds. Just so we're clear. Okay, you can't see the look I'm giving her right now. <laughs> Is that a But ding? you can probably feel it. That's a ding. ding. Oh, we've instituted a system where one of us sounds pretentious, the other person gets to ding them, or if they're just, just generally being an asshole. I think I think for me that was a ding. I wasn't being an asshole. Okay, anyway. No, I was being an <laughs> oh, asshole. you were being an asshole. Okay, so I think I get a problem. I probably, okay, we're double dinged. Okay, but anyway, okay. So here's the thing. I am not alone in pledging to eat better, though. I mean, even though I try to eat in moderation, I do go off the rails a little bit. I do love pizza. I do have a chocolate problem and I do drink a lot of wine. So there's that. But I ran across an interesting article on fortune.com. It was back from 2015 that quoted the CEO of Weight Watchers who said that consumers were taking a more holistic approach by eating healthier as well as pursuing wellness and fitness goals. And that was actually having a negative effect <laughs> on Weight Watchers bottom line. And oh, this is before Oprah signed on, by the uh, way. Okay, can can we talk about the whole Oprah <laughs> Weight Watchers thing for a minute? When all of this was announced, did, did it ping your bullshit detector? Listen, I love Oprah, I do. But she's been trying to make stuff work ever since she resigned from, I think she should have kept her talk show. I mean, at that point, 25 years in, do you really care what one more person has to say? I guess you don't, but it was so her brand. But anyway, she's been, she's been trying to, to make stuff work ever since. And, um, you know, she's... She made it work. She made $340 million. I guess, but I don't know that it did anything for the brand. She made $340 million. Okay, no, I get that she made $340 million, but what did it do for a weight loss? I don't know. It, it struck me as disingenuous. Here is a person with every single resource available to her in the world. She could literally hire people to slap the cake out of her hand if she wanted. She could hire people to chase her with sharp knives. She, she could <laughs> write checks. And I, I don't believe that the golden ticket for her was like, oh, well, I just need to count points and then I can eat bread. I, Listen, God bless her. I don't buy it. Well, okay. Do you remember that whole Optifast disaster when she was drinking every meal and yes. she pulled that cart out and it had yes. like globules of fake no fat one on w- it? is going to forget what a red wagon full of fat looks like. That was an iconic TV moment. It was such an iconic TV moment. So you figure since then she's grown to become a billionaire, and the problems are internal. Here's this. You think I'm fat? Fuck you. I'm Oprah. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yes, but even Oprah wants to look in the mirror and feel good. You know what I mean? Anyway, let's take a quick break because I'm going to calm Jen down a little bit. Yeah, that's happened a lot lately. Okay, and then we're going to come back with the binge portion of our show. Hey, Jen Lancaster here, welcoming you back to the binge portion of our show. You know what? I think 
I think I'm being unfair to Oprah. Nobody knows better than I do that you, you don't lose weight. You don't make permanent changes. You don't figure out what you need to alter on the outside by if you don't figure out what you need to alter on the inside first. Um, and you can't do any of that if you're just writing a bunch of checks. I definitely learn that by writing such a pretty fat. That's true. I mean, you have to really want it because it takes a lot of little daily changes, right. which can be hard, especially if you're fighting the internal issue that caused you to want to eat anyway. Like right. there are people that eat their feelings. There are people that eat out of boredom. And those are the little things that you need to change. In right. order to and I think it would be hard to be Oprah with so many people who just felt like they needed her, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I, I think that would be hard. I mean, let us have that problem. But I think that it would be hard. It would be. And imagine the amount of people that call her every day asking for something. I I know how many people ask me for things. Uh And all I've done is written some books. And every day I get a request for something. Can you do this? Can you do that? Oh, it's just one thing. It's just one thing 365 days a year. Yeah. And if you're Oprah, there's probably 365 things in every day. So multiply that out. I mean, just imagine what that's like. So yeah, easily. I kind of feel bad for her. So I would, I would be eating pizza like there was no tomorrow at night. If I were Oprah, I'd be like, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm eating. So anyway, so anyway, that's uh, that's why you took a second pass of the book. Right, right. I, I felt like this was a big unfinished chapter in my life because it was, I, you know, losing weight is something that I really wanted to do. So I thought, what if I did everything different this time? What if I, instead of just being straight calories in, calories out, go to the gym, what if I looked at weight loss as, as more holistic? What if I... Um, looked at every aspect of wellness, not just the physical, but the spiritual, the emotional, the intellectual. So I took on this project, um, this ended up being the I Regret Nothing book, where I addressed all of these different things because I thought if I did that, then maybe the actual weight loss would be easier. And it turns out I was right. I was so on the right track. I was about two months into... um, turning this book in, and then I heard from my publishing house, and they decided they didn't want it to be a weight loss book, because I think maybe in the back of their minds, they're like, oh, this kid is not going to stop eating pie, and we don't want (laughs) to, we don't want our budgets based on this. Mm -hmm. Um, So they said, you know, can you make the book more zeitgeisty? That's a direct quote. (laughs) So I tried to make the book more zeitgeisty, um, and again, though in the tremendous irony that is my life, in the book that wasn't about weight loss, I ended up losing 80 pounds. Uh Um, We're going to put some before and after shots up for you on Facebook so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. Like, I didn't see it because it just, it was over the course of like two years. But I look at some, um, some of the videos that I made back then compared to now, and now I've put on probably 10 pounds. And it's just... A world of difference. Yeah, I could tell when I was looking at those videos, I was telling you, remember I was saying, right, it's such a big difference. So, you know, it's just all about finding the right combination that works for you, because it's a very individual process. So before you hit your combo, what was the what were some of the dumbest ways you tried to lose weight? Well, the one that I think that I don't know, is probably the most eyebrow raising, but actually really worked for me was going on fentramine, which is a weight loss drug. That was my fault, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you were the one that told me about it. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a You're minute. Like, back up. There's a weight loss I drug? remember sitting at that lunch. I'm like, oh, hold, what are you talking about? And here's the thing. I did everything right while I was taking the fentramine, which is, which is an amphetamine, basically, I mean, but, but legal, mm-hmm. and your insurance will cover it. Yay. Um, it 
gave me that moment of pause, which I'd never before had in my life uh, because I'd also worked with an emotional eating therapist and I, like, I worked some stuff out. So it gave me the pause to stand in front of the fridge and say, are you bored? Are you really hungry? What is it that you want? And I never had that second before just to stop and think of things. So while I was on the Fendermine, I developed really great habits. And then once it stopped being effective and it, and it does stop being effective, I had, I had the wheels in motion and it was, it was a great training tool for me, mm-hmm. but you can't just take the Fendermine and not change anything else and expect that to change your life. No. And I think that's what people, that's how people get themselves in trouble with right. drugs like Fendermine. So, right. and then they don't use the drug for what it's good for. So you used it for its purpose where you learned some new tools, some new habits, you moved on. Right. People just feel like they can be on fentramine forever. Right. And you it can't keep them from eating or whatever. They think that it's it's going to be their conscience or their Right. You know, I don't know. It's gonna be the good angel on their shoulder. Absolutely. And it's not. It's, it's just not a tool. That. Exactly. So what are some of the, the like the worst ideas you've heard? Didn't we we had a friend who was injecting was it human growth hormone or yeah. human gonadotrope something. I don't something like that. That was weird. Yeah, we, I mean, I've never gotten that weird though. Like the most the weirdest thing I've gotten too was just maybe those thermogenic fat burners. Do you remember the the show, uh, Christy Alley's show, Fat Actress, where she ordered a tapeworm online? Oh my God. That was the best. And I remember thinking, wait, can Can you do that? Is that that possible? (laughs) Because, yeah, you see those people that come back from, like, you know, all these countries like Costa Rica or whatever, and they they get skinny all of a sudden. It's like, hold on, how do I get that disease? But yeah, no, I used to just take fat burners, and that was back also when I thought that getting on the Stairmaster for an hour a day was the answer to any question that I had, which it was not. I can do Stairmaster for an hour every day and see absolutely no result. Ugh which is super disheartening, but it's just how well, my Well, you could do that race to the top of the Hancock Center or the... the Hustle up the Hancock? Yeah. I have friends that do that every year, but yeah, I would not be doing that. With- I run stairs in the gym sometimes and I'll do like two or three sets. I'm like, oh, I should do that. No, bitch, you can do three sets and be fine. Right. You can't do how many floors? Is it 100? I don't even... Yeah, something like you know. that. I literally have friends that do it every year. In fact, my friend's girlfriend this year used it as a, a, a fundraising tool for her son's school because she's a personal trainer. Neat. And she likes a personal physical challenge. Like that's nothing excites that woman more than to be physically challenged to do something. Like if you tell her you can't do that, she's going to be like, fuck you. Yes, oh, I, I can. Like that. That's how she is. And so she, I guess her son's school was cutting some funding on something. And so she did hustle up the Hancock and raise money and for the school. That's just win, win, win for everybody. And I think she ranked like top 10 in women's time for the Neat. city. I'll find that out. I'm going to find out. She could go to the stair climbing Olympics. She could. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, no, she, she's that competitive. And so Amy, and I, I think Amy probably, yeah, she, she got in the, she finished in like the top 10 of women. Huh? Yeah. It was incredible. So I, I won't be doing that. So it's go Amy because it's <laughs> good for her. I mean, it, it, and all of this, I think goes back to the fact that we are a country obsessed with losing weight. So if, if, we, if this is who we are and uh-huh. this is what we're about, what would you say some of the best practices are? Well, USA you Today know how. has a list. Yeah. Well, USA, well it's, it's, it's a formula, right? So USA Today has a really thorough list put together by Nancy Helmick. Or is it Helmich? 
don't know. Maybe she can listen and she can tell us. Nancy, if you're out there, let us know how to pronounce your last name. Um, Okay, so looking through their suggestions. um, So the first one they say is set a realistic weight loss goal, which... I think people watch The Biggest Loser and they think, well, if I'm really diligent for a week, then I'm going to lose 20 pounds. They set us up to fail watching that show, I think. They set them up to fail, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, a half pound and two pounds a week is about right. And then I've worked with personal trainers that are like, you want it slow. You really want to lose it slow because losing it slow means there's a higher chance of you keeping it off. So you want to set that goal. Um, keep track of what you consume. We were talking about this before. There was a study that um, a, a long time ago where they uh, a bunch of scientists took a group of overweight people and had them for a week record everything they ate. They said, if you eat four Hershey bars, write down you have four Hershey bars. Just write down everything you have. And then the next week... That's what they fed the participants. If if they said they had four Hershey bars, they got four Hershey bars. Every single person lost weight. Because no one is truthful when they're writing stuff down. And I don't even think it's that you forget. I, I think it's that you forget because I'm pretty good. I'm pretty diligent with my fitness tracking now. And I'll get to the end of the day. It's like, woo, I have 150 extra calories left. Oh, wait, I forgot that I ate the blank. Right. Well, I try to use my fitness pal and... I generally fail because, and I don't fail in totality, but even if you fail partially, right? Because you forget that you ate a bite of this, a bite of that. Those bites, next thing you know, you've done a thousand calories. Those are hard to track. And then you put in your, like, you put in what you had at the end of the day and they're like, oh, if you kept this up for six weeks, you'd weigh 126 pounds. That's a lie. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. So this is, I, I, I try to do this, um, motivate yourself by maybe getting a pair of jeans or pants that are too tight and hanging them in the kitchen instead of the closet to keep yourself inspired. Now, I don't hang stuff in the kitchen, right? But I do have an entire section of my closet dedicated to aspirational jeans. Uh, there's a couple of things that, I, that I've gotten that I'm like, okay, we're going to try it on once a month. We're going to see our progress. But what I did after I lost m- most of the weight is I got rid of everything big because I thought if it's still here, then I have an escape route. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't get fatter than my pants now. That's a good way it's, to do it's, it. It's my stopgap. Maybe I should throw away everything except my aspirational jeans. Give away. Then I'll be... Give away. I donate it. Well, give away. Well, get it out of my house. Yeah. You know? Yes. But that would be dumb because then I wouldn't have anything to wear. Oh. Because they're aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get into any of them right now, which is sucky, but whatever. Anyway, so, okay. So the next one is to enlist the help of family and friends. People, a lot of times, oh. live in houses where they have diet sabotagers. I mean, uh-huh. I... I know this. And, and they don't even necessarily try to be diet sabotagers. I remember once, you know, 20 years ago, when Fletch and I were living in Lincoln Park, and I'm like, okay, I, I really want to be diligent. I was walking every day. I, I want to do this. He came in the bedroom while I was cleaning out the closet, eating a ding-dong topped with whipped cream. Like, Thank I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. You're going to die in your sleep now. You know, Lee does not try to be a diet inhibitor, yet he can be. But Lee doesn't eat anything good. Yeah, he does. You haven't seen the Cookie Monster. No, I guess have I haven't. Have you met? You haven't met that that Lee, huh? I, I haven't. I haven't witnessed it because every time we're together, it's like some dry piece of fish <laughs> and some vegetables. Like <laughs> no one's binging on that. I'll tell you what. Okay, so this is where it, this is where it happens. It happens when we're watching television, okay. sitting in bed at night, and he'll say he'll look around and say, "God, I really could go for something sweet." 
So I have snacks occasionally hidden in the house because if I they're out, he'll eat them. Right. So I'll go and sometimes they're cookies or chocolate or something and he will devastate. <laughs> Don't bring a bag of like Tate's cookies in here because they will be gone. Are those the crispy ones? Yes. Okay. And then of course the problem isn't that he's eating. The problem is that I start Oh, right. Looking right. really good to me right. after a while. So then I'll reach over and... I'll yeah, Fletch isn't allowed to bring the big bags of M&Ms into the TV room anymore. Because, like, I could be full. I could be, like, there's not another thing I want to eat. I have eaten my melon, my watermelon, my cherries, whatever. And then if he's there with a the bag of M&Ms, like, oh, I could stuff a few of those in my mouth. They're way more satisfying. Fat right. is satisfying food. Absolutely. It's very satisfying. That's why I don't like fat-free stuff. Because right. the, when they, they had that big craze when they thought fat makes you fat, which right. they... Oh, the Susan Powder stuff. Yes, all that crap. I bought those tapes. I was in college and I spent the $120 to buy those tapes because I thought, no, she knows what she's doing. And now she's like, yes, sorry. Where is she? Anyway, we can look at, look, yeah. we can find her later. Susan, if you're listening, <laughs> chime in on our Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, well, that was bullshit because right. fat does not make you fat. But fat is a very satisfying, filling right. food. So if your food is devoid of fat, you're just going to be looking around trying to figure out where your next piece of cardboard's coming from. So exactly. Anyway, so move it to lose it. So obviously, um, you need to work out. Uh, but I walking walking is one of the best things that you can do. Walking is great. I am a weight train person. I love to weight train. But let's not forget that most great bodies are made in the kitchen. Right. I right. mean, that's what people people who have six packs of abs will tell you. Abs are made in the kitchen. So just because you work out doesn't mean you can go get mozzarella sticks uh, right after the workout. Well, it has to do with one of the next, um, the next ones. It's pay attention to portions. Right. People don't know what size a portion should be. I mean, I- I'm just as bad at this as everyone else because what the box says is one serving is not what's one serving in my head. No. And if you're in America, it's definitely not yeah. one real portion. Um it's crazy how much food they, they serve us here. I so. both love and hate when they put the calorie counts on the menu. Mm-hmm. So funny. I was just in Chipotle. Okay, so the other night I'm in Chipotle that I had a bad day. And I was like, okay, we can just go to Chipotle, get something to eat. So because I had a bad day, I'm doing the thing you shouldn't do, which is right. what can I eat, right? And... There's this queso dip they have. Oh, is that good? I haven't had it. Well, I don't know. And the reason why I don't know is because I looked at it, thought about it, and saw that it was 770 calories and thought much better of it. Nope. I was like, hell to the no, I am not eating that. I mean, I was really grateful that the calories were on the menu. Otherwise, I might have thought, huh, it's only like a small container. How many calories can it be? But you, and you it can't can be just, almost 800. That's you can't just eat that with a spoon. You'd actually you have, have it then with the chip. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a... And that was going to be in that's addition the road to, hell. to my burrito bowl. Right. That's the road to hell. Yeah. So what else? What are some other good Okay. Tips? So clean out the pantry and the refrigerator. Make sure all the crap's out of your house. Smart. Uh, you can create, this is, uh, they say a dinner deck. I, I don't, this would not work for me. Which, a dinner deck includes like 10 favorite quick and healthful dinners written on index cards that you can go to um, and directions for making it on the other. I mean, I guess ostensibly that's a good idea. I just... That doesn't sound like something I would do. I don't think I'd ever do it because I, I have tastes for things. And so right. that would just be outside right. of the realm. But you know what? Also avoid hunger, which means eat regularly. Uh, make sure you have protein is the key right. to avoiding hunger. So if you're going to choose like between a protein and a carb, you probably need to have a little bit of carb with your protein, but protein will keep you full. That's my trick. Right. I'll eat protein so I don't have to be bothered with food for the rest of the day if I don't want to. 
which is not I even try to have a protein if I'm going to have something sweet. So if I do have a handful of M&Ms, mm-hmm. I'll also have some They some should nuts. be peanut M&Ms. No, I'll have, I'll have nuts with it because if I don't balance the sweet and the protein, then I will just go crazy. Yes, and trust me, I know. I, I know what going crazy looks like. Yeah. Oprah that, that and old, I, That crazy word again. Yes. So also keep produce on hand. That works for me because with produce, I always keep onions and garlic and the aromatics I keep around Mm -hmm. just so that I can, that's the foundation for anything I'd want to cook. Okay. And I always keep frozen protein. I always keep frozen chicken and stuff so that I can just have a meal, frozen shrimp. There's some frozen fish in there. I go to Costco and I get way more than my freezer can hold. See, with me, I have to make sure it's defrosted because we have that giant freezer that is, you literally can almost not shut it. It's so full of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'll still look in the fridge like, well, there's nothing to eat. Can you just defrost in the microwave? Shut up. I'm no. just asking. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Shut up. No. <laughs> it only takes a few minutes. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. um, and if you have frozen shrimp, all you have to do is run it underwater for a little while. It'll be defrosted. And fish, too. Well, maybe you'll get a call next time at dinner when we're just going to end up ordering something. Maybe dumb. you should just call me. Okay. Anyway, stock up on impulse fruit. This doesn't work for me because I don't really like fruit that much. Really? No. Oh, I love fruit. I don't love fruit. Like... Leo eat fruit. Like, you know, he's good with an orange or, you know, I'm just like, I just. I look forward to cherry season all year. I like frozen grapes. That's the only thing that I. That's one step away from wine. Well, of course. Have you met me? (laughs) That's really the reason. Hello. Um, Okay. So make some stealth changes. I like this one. Okay. So you can buy. Low fat or skim milk as opposed to full fat milk. I don't, I'm not a low fat person. But when I think of stealth changes, I mean make small changes so that you don't necessarily notice them. And the next thing you know, you've made a big change. Like I stopped drinking soda, I want to say like 15 years ago or something. And I've never looked back, but it it started small. Like I would just stop having it at lunch. Well, that was the thing for me with, with, with losing weight this time. I didn't decide to do everything at once. I just did like a couple of small things like, hey, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to take a walk. I am going to not do this. I am going to do that instead. And that really did, uh, those little teeny changes did, they added up. They do over time. And that's, I think that's the way you do it. In my opinion, other people, they need to do cold turkey. Yeah. But for me, I, I sort of need to gradually wean off of stuff, um, especially with food. But um, so the next one is <laughs> cut out liquid calories. And here's yeah. where I have problems. Um but this also, this is the reason why I don't drink um, my, my whiskey with a mixer. Because I figure, why well, mess up that good whiskey with... You don't drink juice, do you? No. You're not a juice person. Mm-mm. Unless I'm having a juice cleanse. Okay. Which I hate, too. But yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't like juice. You like juice? Do you, do you blend? I love juice. I don't buy it because that's just a big cup of carbohydrates and sugar. It is. It's a big... Which is why we love I was juice. always a fan. I don't do juice. Um... Practice the rule of one, which is easier said than done. Like just, I'm just going to have the one Hershey bar instead of the four. Yeah. Like those, you know, they list the fun size candy bar. There's nothing fun about that size of candy bar. The only no. thing, the only thing that candy bar makes me want to do is have three more fun size candy right. bars. So that makes a full size right. candy bar, which those are the real fun size candy yeah. bars, the full size. So I, I, I can't, that doesn't work for me at all. Um, but some people, listen, you just told me about what you, you know, you, you can, you can maybe take a bite of something. Mm-hmm. It's a few calories and you can be satisfied with it. A lot of people can do that. I, for things that I love, 
I am better off just getting rid of them mm. than I am just, oh, I can just have a bite. Mm-mm, not going to work yeah. for me. Uh, pace don't race. That means eat slower. Sure. Hydrate. Uh, or how are you with water? Are you good water I should drinker? be better with water. I, I do this thing where I get, I, um, when I think of it, I put a big like sangria pitcher full of whatever my fruit combination is for the day. Uh-huh. And then I, I let it sit in water and that gets me to drink water. But I am almost never thirsty. So I wouldn't think about drinking water unless I, I told myself. Yeah. I am hardly ever thirsty until there's wine, and then I'm all well, now I'm drinking iced tea. Super parched. Just is good because it's good, right? I'm not the best water. I have this app. I posted this on my my author page, um, Gina B page, and uh, there was this water bottle that, uh, like, I guess it lights up when it's time for you to take another sip. And I was like, I think that would drive me insane. That's I'm annoying. pretty sure I would throw that thing. That's the annoying. Wall. But I have a nap on my phone. I think I got rid of it. Where it would make a water. Like oh, no, I have been sound. with you a million times when it's, I'm like, are you taking a leak? I mean, it was just this gush of water. Did your water break? It was weird. And what did I do whenever it went on? You ignored it. Exactly. So that's the reason why. <laughs> Those things don't work. I just, I, I have my bottle right here. It's a 32, 30, what is it? 32 ounce bottle. I'm going to try to get through a couple of these. Uh, every day it's a struggle, but I try. Yeah. And all doctors tell me. Anyway, downsize your plates, bowls, glasses, and silverware using smaller versions. Uh, That's smart. Will maybe make you eat less. That's probably true. This is, I believe, this after eight is too late. I don't like eating so super late. I don't like to. I'm just hungry sometimes. Yeah, it happens a lot. How, Especially the days I don't have enough protein. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. And then if you're social, it's hard right. to not eat late. Well, if you're social and a vampire like you guys are. <laughs> That's not, not an issue for me. After drinking, after eight, it's too late. Buy a pedometer and get moving. A pedometer. I think we all use these Fitbits. Oh, no. Now. I like pedometers. I Do like you? an actual straight-up pedometer. I haven't um, seen one of those I, in a while. That's one of those things that I got, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago. And I would, I would literally count my steps. And I don't like Fitbits because I think they're bullshit. Because I think that they lull you into a false sense of security. Because huh. sometimes just like the way you move your arm, even if you're not moving your whole body, will will register steps. Because I've had I've tried every every wrist based like tracker. Right. And I would find like sometimes when I would type, it would it would register steps. So I, I don't like those because and then people are like, Oh, I got in ten thousand steps today. Well, congratulations. I it did you go to the gym? Right. Did you did you work with weights? Did you do no. squats? I yeah. I don't like that. But but an actual old school pedometer, big fan. Huh? I haven't seen one of those. Well, maybe we should try that. I my um, Apple Watch, it registers. Well, actually, my I don't know if my watch does, but I know my phone was registering mm-hmm. dancing, which is kind of funny. So I'm like, God, <laughs> I got a lot of steps in. I was, I was like, oh, we were just dancing, so. You know, whatever. Anyway. Um, okay, so treat yourself occasionally is the next one. So you can, if your chocolate cravings getting to you, um, they say maybe try diet hot chocolate packets. If you need a treat, go out and buy small prepackaged portions of ice cream bars. Um, we get the, the, the mini drumsticks and they're 110 calories and they're kind of perfect. They're good? Oh, and they're, you're they're drumsticks, but they're just a little bit smaller. Oh. And then you get to pretend you're a giant. Look, I'm a giant. I have a huge hand and I have a tiny <laughs> ice cream cone. There we go. That's a good way <laughs> of making yourself feel better about eating yeah. a small drink. I, I don't know. I never, I've never seen those. Maybe I have to look for them. Um, the next one is dine at a table. 
We're good at this. We're, we're, we are good at this in my house. Yeah. Which table do you? And we sit in the kitchen, at the kitchen, kitchen table. table. Okay. Yeah. We'll use the dining room once a year, maybe. Yeah. You know, that the dining room is essentially a table where the cats sit. So that's oh. nice. Okay. Well, they like it there. Okay. But they say that eating from a plate while seated at a table, which I rarely do. If, especially if people are like, whenever you're over here, I usually yeah. stand on the other side of the island, and yeah. eat, which is stupid. I shouldn't. But yeah. Um, eat without pigging out. That's really important because that's where I think a lot of calories come in. They say figure out what you're going to eat in advance of going to the restaurant and plan out your meal. Right. So that you're not ordering smart. the left side of the menu. And then, you know, watch your salad dressing. Yeah. That's what they suggest as well. So also here's, here's what I'm bad at. Get plenty of sleep. I'm good at this. I'm not. I, I'm a Viking when it comes to getting sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually awake. Uh, but they say that lack of sleep can wreak havoc on your fat cells. And which can lead to overeating and weight gain. So mm-hmm. this might be something I should watch. Um, now, here's what school of thought are you on as far as how often you should weigh yourself? I weigh myself every single day, period. Okay, me too. Yeah. Uh, sometimes multiple times a day. A lot of times, if I'm going to go work out, I weigh myself before, I weigh myself after. I, I know at any time what my weight is, mm. like with, within, the, um, within the ounce. And I have a scale that keeps track of, well, hey, you've gained or hey, you've lost. So if it's, if it's red, boo. If it's green, yay. But my weight fluctuates so much, I apparently have 10 different profiles. So they think I am 10 different people who all weigh within 20 pounds of each other. Oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, mine is not that that. high-tech. I needed a high-tech scale. I like it. Um, I like it. But there are some personal trainers that I've I've spoken to who say don't weigh yourself because especially if you're the type of person where it bothers you. It's so easy to get frustrated. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you... It's it's almost never good news. I mean, especially because I'm really reactive to things. So if I eat oats the next day, I will weigh four more pounds. Well, we know why. Because Because you're reactive to oats. Right, exactly. Um, I I just... I. I have a friend who will, she will sink into a depression uh, if she weighs herself. So that she's the, she's the type of talking about where maybe you shouldn't weigh yourself. I feel like always knowing where I am is healthy for me. Right. But it all depends on where you are. If, right. if it bothers you, then maybe you should just use your clothes as a barometer yeah. as opposed to yeah, an actual number. Um, okay. And then also reward yourself. So when you meet your incremental weight loss, say losing five pounds, treat yourself to something, but that's not food. Right. So get that retail therapy in, maybe get yourself a little treat on amazon.com that is not anything that you can ingest because people, you know, those cheat days, those can do you in. Oh yeah. Like you get on that, that train of like, oh, I can go out and have like stuffed French toast. That sets you back an entire week. Well, some people are good with their cheat days. I'm specifically thinking of The Rock, who I follow on Instagram. And, you know, like every day it's healthy, healthy, healthy. And then he has his cheat day. And I'm like, that looks amazing. That man could probably eat. uh, Could you imagine the kind of calories it takes to just move him around? He's huge. Well, you know, maybe he's not as big as you think. Because all people you think are huge are not actually that huge in real life. Listen, I think he's at least 6'3". I'm looking up how big The Rock is. Hold on. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He's my boyfriend in my head. Height. All right. Okay. This is- he is 6'5", and he weighs 260 pounds. Okay. That man is okay. massive. Okay, okay. He could eat probably me for lunch. And- well, I mean, you always see him running around with Kevin Hart, and he's like four feet tall, so oh, he would make God. anyone look bigger by, by design. Absolutely. Well, you know? Yeah. But anyway. I mean, anyway, so he, he, I'm sure, has great body chemistry. And the bitch of it is that sometimes, no matter what you do, thanks to body chemistry... 
losing weight can be almost insurmountable. This is true. And sometimes you can make it worse. So you, we were talking about the biggest loser before. Right. Let's revisit that. So remember how many of those contestants who lost over 100 pounds, you saw them and they were tiny on the finale and they won all right. that money. They are now, I think most of them, if not all of them, are now struggling with their metabolisms. Well, a lot of them just dropped. use that money for pie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some of them actually opened gyms, like they became personal trainers because they became dedicated to it. But they've lost, they've gained all that weight back because. But didn't they lost it screw it with their metabolism so yeah. much that now they're just able to eat because they lost it so fast? Now they require a lot fewer calories. Exactly, like, but an inordinately low amount, so like a thousand, something crazy, because they 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 reduce their caloric intake so much. That their metabolic rate, uh, their metabolic rate, I can't talk today, has been permanently reduced, so it's kind of a hot mess. I did metabolic testing a few years ago, and I found out that I have, like, the resting metabolism of a bear. I mean, I just, I require very few calories to run, which I think is some bullshit. Yeah, there's got to be a way to, I would think there should be a way to, I don't know. So what, what's the answer? Weight loss surgery? Well, that's not guaranteed either, because realistically, you can have weight loss surgery and still manage to gain the weight back. All it requires, weight loss surgery, if it's what I'm thinking, right, don't they cut out part of your stomach? So your stomach is basically just a channel. There's a lot of different ways of doing it, which I am very well versed in, as I'm a tremendous <laughs> fan of my 600-pound life. Because oh, like I guess show. if you're struggling with your weight, watch that show, because that will give you great perspective like oh you know what i can actually fit through my front door i think i'm okay for now So it's a good day right oh yeah it's good but it's like some are like sometimes they do the sleeve sometimes they cut the stomach out there's a lot of different cut it out yeah they cut it all out but like one leave like one little tenth of it like one tenth of it yeah but that can actually expand right to accommodate things you eat right yeah so i mean people have gotten the weight loss surgery, lost the weight, and then gained the weight again. I mean, I think if you don't get to the like the root of what it is that's keeping you heavy, then you're mm-hmm. you're not going to be you're not going to be successful. Exactly, I mean, it's all internal. There can be there can be chemistry working against you, and this is what I noticed when I started to gain, like just ever so slightly, and I was doing every single thing right. So I I I ate even less. I went to the gym even more, and my body began to hold on to every single calorie and i mean it was to the point where i went to an endocrinologist because i didn't know what was going on with me and his advice was was, well you know you've done really well why don't you just be pleased with where you are no fuck you i can (laughs) find an answer right so that is when i went on whole 30 oh because i wanted to see like what foods impacted me and that is that is hard that is like as hard as any of the diets you've ever done. And it's just, you only do it for 30 days, but you eliminate dairy, you eliminate sugar, you eliminate soy, wheat, veg, legu- like you eliminate alcohol. Anything in your life that can give you a modicum of joy is gone because <laughs> it's basically seeing like how your body reacts. And I lost like 25 pounds in a month. Well, because remember before you went a whole 30, we were talking about that and you were like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. And I was like, you're probably reactive because I had right. done that elimination right. diet. And so that's how we figured out that you have right. a notes problem because you put it back in and all of a sudden. But some of it is, is quality of life. Like I think I'm pretty reactive to dairy. I don't want to live in a world without dairy. You know, I got to figure out what I'm, what I can deal with and what I can't. Well, I learned a lot about inflammation recently, obviously, and I know that sometimes weight loss isn't just calories in, calories out, especially after a certain, especially after a certain age. 
So unfortunately, you get past the age of like 30, 35, and your body chemistry is totally different. And there are foods that would be healthy in anyone else's life that right. we are reactive to, like in your case, oatmeal. In my case, I can eat cauliflower. And Don't you have a problem with like blueberries? Cauliflower. 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 And well, this brings me to, I did that weight, that not weight. I did that food sensitivity test. Right. Do you remember that? And right. that's why at I'm gluten-free Barbie's right now. Barbie's practice, because Barbie right. is a doctor now. Barbie's a doctor. And at the facility, Align Modern, Align Modern Health, Modern Health yeah. I was having some issues with food, and really more like food that just didn't make me feel all that well. Right. I did the elimination diet, but there were some things that were still kind of bugging me. And so I went there, and they said, we'll take this food sensitivity test where they tested. I didn't do the big, big test. I did right. the one where they tested 96 foods. Right. So at the top of the list of things that were allegedly reactive in my body, gluten, Oof. oat, wheat, mozzarella cheese. Hello, who loves pizza? Um, <laughs> just all the things I love, pineapple, cashews. I eat cashews. I used oh, to. Oh, I didn't. I forgot about the pineapple and cashews. Yeah, I didn't. Can't oh, that eat sucks. Them. And I've, I've recently received reinforcement that cashews are indeed bad for me. But as a result of that test, I've tried, I've, well, for the most part, I've been gluten-free since July. And I say for the most part because I slip up. I'm not perfect because gluten hides in weird places. But can I just tell you that I'm miserable with this gluten-free <laughs> shit? I'm not happy right now because I'm not celiac. So right, right. there are people that actually really have allergies. Right. Um, that annoying chick from The View who was on Survivor, what's her name? Um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind. She was, but but the thing that she did out that that she did kind of uncover, um, she didn't uncover it, but she wrote a book about it was celiac disease and how there are people that really can't function when they eat gluten. I'm not right. that person. I might just have some reaction to it, but I haven't determined it. I'm think I'm going to return to not being gluten free very soon because yeah. I don't think that's really my problem. Right. So you can be sensitive to foods, but it just might not manifest. Yeah. And so with the dairy thing, you might be sensitive to dairy but that doesn't mean you need to keep it out you just need to be careful about how you ingest it yeah right so anyway yeah well i think that we should uh pour some out for our dead homies uh pineapple and cashew <laughs> so we'll be right back after this break to talk about working on our fitness Yay. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with Jen Lancaster and me, Gina B. We have reached our last call segment where we're going to finish up talking about exercise and how to make it easier and more palatable if it's something that you absolutely hate. Now, let me just say this. If I can get into exercise, anyone can. I personify lazy. Um, before we... Before we knew you, when, when Fletch and I lived in the townhouse, uh, there was first floor, second floor, third floor, like little rooms. There was no bathroom in the first floor. I spent so much time trying to talk Fletch into putting a bucket in our pantry oh, so no. I wouldn't have to go up to the second floor. And he's like, no. Especially no. not in the pantry. Well, I mean, there was, it was, the one wall was all glass, so I wouldn't have done it in the living room. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I, I know that there are times that Fletch, Fletch must have peed in the sink. I guarantee it. I guarantee <laughs> that happened. He, okay. he will say no, but. I didn't know you at that point, but I do remember the days when you would sooner impale yourself with a fork than actually exercise. You were not oh, into yeah. it. But then you turned into a very diligent exerciser, and dare I say that you're now actually a workout queen. I, I, I think the thing is, 
I had to change my mindset. Mm -hmm. Now you, you have always been fitness minded. What would you say is your secret to not hating working out? Cause it took me, it took me some doing. Well, two things for me. I can't be bored when I'm right. working out. What bores the shit out of me? Cardio machines. So I could be on the Stairmaster for an hour, but I need lots of stimuli while I'm up there. Like I have to, there's gotta be TV. There's gotta be, I just hate it. I hate it so much. So I can't go to the gym knowing that I'm going to dread dreading what I'm about to do. So that brings me to planning. So I've always found it easier when I'm going to go to the gym with a purpose. Like when I know the exact routine I'm going to do. Um, I have some people that I follow on YouTube and Instagram. Otherwise I'll flounder around and I'll make no progress. Do you go to a lot of classes? Like what percent of, of your workouts are classes? Never go to classes anymore. See, I like classes and this isn't something that I knew I liked. Uh, but I think I had to, I had to reach a certain fitness level. I think where before I would be comfortable before I, I knew before I was comfortable going to a class. Now for me, I really had to learn to eliminate what stopped me. And one of the things was, um, Fletch, the peer of peer in sinks, um, is occasionally a very wise man. And there will be so many days that I didn't want to go to the gym and he would say, you know, just get your sneakers on, go to the gym, walk in the door. If you don't want to stay, you can leave, but get there, walk in the door and then reassess. And every time I did, I mean, I never walked in and left. I never walked in and left once. And I had to do like a lot of different chip, uh, uh, cheats and tips. Like there would be, oh, I, I can't go to the gym. I don't have any clean workout pants. So I bought more rock workout pants. Oh, my shoes hurt. I got better shoes. I mean, I had like the, the fitness assessment, assessment where they check out your run and I, I ended up getting like the shoes that work. I don't like going because it's boring. So I would save like my trashiest TV for my time when I was doing cardio. I'd like, that would be my treat. And I ended up getting past hating it. And it got to the point, and it is to the point now, like the days that I don't work out, it feels like I didn't brush my teeth. Mm. Like something important is missing. I think the trick is also that you've got to see some progress. Like right. you've got to get there to the point where you see progress. And then once you see progress, then it becomes rather addictive. Like, look, right. I can see my bicep. I'm going to work on this more. This is actually working for me. And it's incentive to kind of, you know, to keep going and, and, and all that fun stuff. But, you know, finding something you don't hate. Um, I hate running, but I love weightlifting. Yeah. So I just weightlift. I thought that I hated running and it was just because I didn't know how to run. I'm still trying to work on my form and I'm doing it just in little, little bits. I've re, uh, reinstituted Sunday run day where I run a 5k every Sunday. So slow, Gina. I am so slow. Like <laughs> I was matter. trying to find a workout, um, like a workout mix that would work with my pace. And there are these different sites you can go to, to figure out, Oh, if you run this many miles an hour, listen to this song. If you run, there's none, there's no songs that are as slow as I am, but it, I move. It's good. I get my heart rate up like into infinity. And that has really worked. And what also, one of the things that I really, really like is spin class. Oh. I didn't think I would be into it, but it turns out uh, you can be the fattest person in the class and still be at the top of the torque board. I, because I have ballast and I can work so much harder than all the skinny little soccer moms in the class. So each time I go to spin class, I win. I beat the men because I'm, I'm that good. And I have, I didn't 
No, I was competitive. And now there's something I can do and I can be... You're, you're frowning at me like, oh, you, you didn't know that? did too know you were competitive. I didn't know I was competitive Jen, physically. you're so competitive. No, I'm competitive about everything else, but it didn't occur to me that I could be competitive in athletics because... Why would that translate? Um, well, because, well, because I'm slow, I can't catch, I can't throw anything, nothing with... I'm bad with balls. Like, <laughs> There goes your social life. Yeah. So, I mean... And also, I, I learned to, I mean, I really did learn to take it easier on myself. Although I'm accountable to myself, I also know that, hey, if you screw up this meal, then you'll just do better the next one. It's not like, well, I've screwed this up. That's it for the week. Fuck it. Let's get all the pizzas. Right. I mean, that's that's what I've learned. Well, I just, I don't know. I feel like everyone struggles. Yeah. And so my mantra is that I can have it all, just not at the same time. You, you can know, have that, a little bit of everything. That makes sense. Do you think that we should do like a like a weight loss challenge? Like, uh, like think about this. Why don't we see? We'll ask people on Facebook. Tell us on our Facebook page if you would want to do like like a get fit for the holidays challenge with yeah. us, and we can maybe record it and like do it as a team. Because I find that I'm I need to be accountable to myself, but it would really delight me to beat all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to ding you for that or not. No, I think that's a ding. Yeah, I think that's that's a ding. But I need, it's, but it's still inspirational. So I'm not sure if it warrants the truth. I ding. need more people in my circle that I can that I can outperform. So yeah, that's a definite ding. That's, that's like ding. two or three dings, you know. So anyway, I, I I think that wraps it up for us. I hope you feel more inspired to take on your health after our podcast, and I hope that I just made you be like, oh. That bitch is not going to beat me. Oh, hell I no. am going to do this challenge. This has been Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and Jen Lancaster. So thanks to DJ Lee Farmer for mastering the mix. And thank you to our sponsor. Yay. Naturals by Gina B. Okay. We're making sure we're still. Well, well, I'm still the sponsor. Okay. Even if. We just didn't play the commercials today. We didn't play the commercials. Everyone's tired of hearing my commercials, I think. Aren't you? I don't think. No, I like them because they're sort of phone sexy. Well, that's why people are like, it sounds like Gina's doing something besides rubbing body balm i'm like okay you know what <laughs> okay well thank you to our sponsor gina b who makes body products but not body products but not butter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we are delighted to be broadcasting on stitcher and google play and itunes too and if if you like what you hear until we got to the phone sex part um and and me wanting to crush everyone part please do rate us on itunes you know for the beginning of our podcast because that's going to help <laughs> other listeners find us now for more about me you can visit me at jenlancaster.com and you can keep up with gina at iamginab.com or email us at stories we tell in bars at gmail.com gina what was our ding total today it was pretty much all me wasn't well it? yeah i got one quick little ding but um you got two i i feel um, like i, I got a think handful. maybe you got three okay you yeah, got three i yeah. got one okay which well, is rare Usually it's me. No, it's usually you. Maybe, maybe, maybe the next time we do this, it'll be you. Maybe it will be. Maybe. We'll see anyway. what happens. Now you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs>